and I'm gonna give it a swing here tonight. I'm gonna be sharing my testimony. Um, so here we go. I was born and raised in a town called Alamo, California, which is right in between Walnut Creek and Danville. And I had a really nice childhood. I uh, I, I grew up uh, as a kind of like cultural Christian. So so it was never forced on me, but we would occasionally go to church. We were priesters, really. We'd go to church on Christmas and Easter. Those were really the two times a year that we went to church, and uh, that's pretty cool. And and um, when I was about six years old, my half brother passed away. Passed away from a condition called hypertrophic cardiomyopathy, which is a condition where your heart was is too big. Uh, it's like a, a vessel in the heart, and, and he uh, he died at 21. And I remember my mom and how sad everyone was. And I was like, what happened? Where did he go? Am I ever going to see him again? And these questions just ran through my mind. I remember hearing my mom tell me a little about stories about heaven, stories about God. And I'd be sitting in the uh, kitchen having a Panda Puffs was my cereal of choice. Um, and uh, sometimes Gorilla Munch. I, I can rock with those too. And uh, I just had this curiosity, you know. Where did he go? And, you know, it's, it's tough. But what I will say is I'm just going to, I'm just going to keep going. So with the story here. So in elementary school, uh, I met my friend Bailey, uh, who some of you uh, may or may not know. He's actually on this podcast earlier. And uh, we met across the street at Rancho Romero at my friend Volney uh, Arisbalding Jr. the Third's house. And it was right across from from Rancho, and and, and we hung out there. And and I remember we ultimately developed a, a friend group with uh, Parker Landolf, Bobby Bormero, Ryan Don, Donley. Uh, I don't know if I should be naming last names. Uh, and Matt Moss. And, uh, yeah, we, we would play uh, on the play structure. Just had a lot of great memories. <laughs> elementary school. And, and actually, in elementary school, you know, I thought the Bible stories were nice, but, but I, I, you know, I, I wasn't sure if they were much different than, you know, Santa Claus or the Easter Bunny because I had actually found out that, that those were fake. And my dad told me, and I was kind of bummed. I don't know if it was my dad that told me, but I, I was interested in those stories for a little while, but... But here's what I did notice. Um, as as I kind of went uh, on with the day um, through elementary school, we, uh, we I transitioned into middle school. And in middle school, I wanted to become my own man. I, I didn't want to be a conformist. I, I wanted to go my own way with my spiritual path. I wanted to be independent. My parents, like, what did they know? Like, I wanted... Not that, I mean, not... It's just how I was thinking. I was like, I, like, how could they be right? Like, there's so many religions out there. Like, honestly, like, and if Santa Claus and Easter Bunny aren't real, like, what else is fake? Like, is it, you know, what can I put my, I mean, come on. There's got to be some other spiritual wisdom for me to check out. And so I go and explore transcendental meditation, Reiki, Buddhism, yoga, you name it. I, I explored a, a good significant amount. And um, I remember, well, there was this, time in middle school it was about sixth grade and it was 
was during recess, okay, we would all walk around the baseball, so essentially a baseball field, and there was this girl that uh, that I liked. I mean, she was a total daydream, Kayla, okay, and Kayla, I mean, she was stunning. I just, I had this big crush on her. What else can I say? And although I didn't talk to her that much, I really liked her. And a part of the lesson here too is like, you know, just because you like someone, you should still probably get to know them. Like he's not, you know. So my method, you know, was, was ineffective for those of you wondering. So I go up, I don't want to ruin the story here though. I go up and I say, you know, after this bell rings, I'm gonna go and I'm gonna ask her out. I'm gonna do it, I promised. And so we're going uh, as we're circling the field and I'm thinking, okay, I mean, this could work. Like, you know, I'm not. Let's give it a try. And I and we go and up and, and I go to pick up my backpack. She's picking up her backpack. She looks up and uh, and I say, you know, you know, and and I say, you know, will you? Mind you, the backpacks are kind of up against the wall. I said, hey, hey, uh, do, you, do you want to go out with me? And she goes, let's be friends. <laughs> and that was the beginning. Uh, of, of a variety of, re of rejections that actually took place throughout middle school. That's a key word we want to remember throughout this process. And uh, I remember after that trying to kind of shift friend groups. I wanted to hang out with the cool kids. And that backfired because my, my real friends, those who are with me, kind of it, it put me in this real weird position where I wasn't welcomed really in any groups at this point that I would, I mean, maybe some, you yeah, know, I was really unwelcomed actually. And I would walk into the group and people would close their shoulders and uh, I was called names that I'd rather not repeat. And, um, uh, and eventually got to the point where people would throw their food at me sometimes during lunchtime. Uh, and yeah, and run away from me. It was, it was a dark time. And I actually um, got to the point where I moved out of my parents' uh, house to live with my brother, for, uh, another brother for a little bit. Uh, half, these are half brothers, but still using the word brother. And, and I, I stayed there, and I finally got this water bottle named Greg, who's my only friend at, at school. It was a water bottle that I would carry around, and uh, and uh, finally someone took Greg and threw him on the roof, and that was it. I was finished. I was down and out. All of friends had gone. Uh, there were maybe two. There's like a friend from Canada and another friend, but I felt so alone. I got actually got kicked out of my brother's house. And I was just at this all-time low where I just felt so rejected in every, you know, by people, just by me, by people. I just felt rejected, ostracized, unwelcomed and unloved. And I remember leaving that school. I actually did a transfer uh, out of Stone Valley and into uh, uh, Tilda Preparatory. Now my experience is not, you know, not everyone goes through stuff like that, but that was a dramatic middle school experience. I remember uh, I, tra I transferred into uh, another school, uh, a prep school. And uh, I went on this retreat, okay? And this is back to CPC, Community Presbyterian Church, where Pastor Bill Haslam, we went uh, on houseboats. It was a summer trip uh, to houseboats where we would all go, uh, 
these incoming freshmen and we would go and play worship music, hang out at Lake Shasta, beautiful place. And uh, we were walking in the forest uh, around the area there. And uh, I don't know if it was here at another time, but he ultimately conveyed this to me. He said, you know, indirectly said, you know, God didn't come for the righteous, but he came to save sinners, to call them, uh, and, and to people who were the outcasts, the misfits, the lepers, the poor, the blind, the dumb, the lame, the, 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 the those who were, uh, you know, uh, in, in need. That he also came for the rich, the poor, the middle class. He came for people of all walks of life, the Jew, the Gentile. But I specifically remember that Jesus came for those who didn't fit in and didn't belong uh, in society, and he loved them just as they were. And I remember feeling like, wow, like, finally, I mean, for the first time, well, not the first it just, I remember feeling accepted. I remember feeling, wow, there's a God that loves me. And I remember we'd have these little pins, these, 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 uh, little red pin that I would, I would, I would get, and I would, I would carry with me, and it said, you are loved. It was a red pin with white text. You are loved. You are loved. And, something about Jesus and I said, you know, God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son so that whoever believed in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And it's also carried this hope in my heart that maybe someday I would see my brother again because of our shared faith in God. I said, you know what, I'm going to give Jesus a chance. I'm going to get, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to try inviting God into my heart and life. And I, I prayed again, but this time, this time with the desire to seek God. And he began to work in my heart. Um, I believe in the process of sanctification where some desires began to change. Uh, and at this time, high school rolled around. And in high school, I was, I was one of, uh, I, I was doing well. High school was a major 180 for me. I had made the varsity golf team as a freshman. And, uh, yeah, I'd made the varsity golf team as a freshman, and uh, sophomore year rolled around. I had my first Division One uh, scholarship offer uh, as a sophomore. I got letters of interest from Stanford, uh, and I also had uh, opportunities for schools like San Jose State, Oregon State, um, and a variety of other uh, cool schools that I was touring at the time. Things were great, and I started the um, the party life, really. Um, also was kicking off, but I don't want to go there quite yet. Basically, homecoming rolled around sophomore years, homecoming night, and I I was out on the dance floor and my date left me. She went to go and dance with uh, another guy, and uh, it wasn't, you know, this isn't casual ballroom dancing, this is exotic, this is exotic dancing, and when I mean exotic, I mean, uh, 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 well, we'll just leave it at that. Um, and I, I go in to the gymnasium and I see my friend Dan, Daniel Bridges was his name. And we sat down by, and we sat down in the gym and he asked me, he said, Travis, do you believe in God? Do you believe in the Bible? And I said, man, 
I mean, I believe in Jesus, but I, I don't know. I don't know about. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know Samson. I mean, either could he could he really take on a lion? I mean, it's a lion, dude. And then, you know, another one was was Noah. Like, I mean, that's a lot of. I mean, that's a lot of animals that fit in the boat. I mean, an ark. I mean, an ark fitting all those animals. I mean, that that's that is a tough one, man. I mean, but but you know what? Here's what I will do. And and we we the conversation unfolded, and I said, I'll look into it. I'll look into it. I didn't have a decision at that time, but I decided I was going to explore. And um, throughout that journey, I would see more archaeology, history, and testimonies about the gospel and uh, how some of the records were preserved. I was very passionate about seeking out seeking this topic. And um, I think sophomore year, I. Uh, I also, that same night on Homecoming, uh, really kicked off uh, a friendship uh, with Chase. Uh, and we began this, essentially this party life um, where we would go out on the weekends. And Snapchat rolled around at that time and we would post the address on Snapchat stories. And by golly, where people were showing up left and right. And these parties were growing. And where's the Addy is what they say. Where's the address? We would always be giving out, you know, party addresses and we keep getting invited to stuff and promoting stuff. We went to uh, nightclubs, city knife club, like club acts. I mean, we promoted nightlife activities, uh, house parties, kickbacks and everything in between. I mean, we, we were wild. I mean, I'm talking, when I'm talking wild, I'm talking like, I'm talking like eight parties one night type deal. Like we, we were no joke. We were, we were, we were, uh, we're, we'll just say we were uh, living on the wild side. And I always wanted to live life to the fullest. I didn't always know what that meant, but I'm, this was, we were YOLO. You know, you only live once, live it up kind of mindset. And um, I remember that the trajectory that these parties set in people's life, uh, they would say, you know, at this party, I had my first drink. At this party, I did my first this, my first that. And a lot of things, I would read my Bible uh, at night or in the day and I would look and I would be like, you know, the enemy comes to steal, kill and destroy. I was like, well, we're at least two for three at every party. I mean, something usually gets stolen and something, oftentimes, many things get destroyed. And occasionally somebody, I mean, dying, getting killed. I mean, hopefully not too often, but from time to time. And, uh, you know, the thief, you know, and and I just remember... Uh, you know, lust that they talk about, you know, Jesus would talk about the Bible and all these things were, were, I mean, we're five for, I mean, we were breaking at least half the commandments essentially uh, every weekend or, you know, I mean, and I remember thinking, you know, God so loved me that he died for me and true love lays down its life for his friends and God loved me so much that he sent his only son that you should ever believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And I said, you know what? God, I'm feeling really convicted about my life. I feel like I believe in you and I love you, but I'm living in a way, I'm just living a double-minded, a double-hearted life. And, and I was. And I, um, I remember wanting to become a missionary. And I remember at these parties, I'd begin to sh- preach and kind of share Jesus. And I actually 
would go on to wear faith-based t-shirts and, and, I, and I, but at this time I created another Snapchat account and it said, Team Jesus Christian Life. And I remember the Team Jesus came from because Pastor Bill would always tell me, he'd say, he'd say, Travis, he'd say, I'd always try to get him to tell me what sports team he cared the most about or, or what this or that he, he really valued and he would tell me, he'd say, Travis, I'm, all, I'm for Team Jesus. And he'd always give me that answer. I'd always try and get him, but and it's fine. I mean, people have sports teams, whatever they're fans of, but he's such a, and, and I remember I wanted to call it Team Jesus because I wanted to, I wanted to promote something where people could experience the gospel for themselves. I wanted, instead of inviting people into, into sin and inviting them into vices and into uh, wild lifestyle that, that, cause I mean there were the, the it was very fun those parties were very very fun and I was in great relationships with with um, those those friends but but uh, there was there was a trajectory that set in people's lives that led to rehab that led to inability to really hold it a, a lot of times a job you know and, and other problems that came from that from that lifestyle and um I wanted to extend that invitation into Christ-centered community. I wanted to promote something where people could experience the hope that I carry in Jesus and, and that they would see and make their draw their own conclusions. But I wanted to extend that invitation. I promised someday that I wouldn't promote what I was promoting, that someday I would promote, I would promote Jesus Christ and the gospel and the good news and hope that we as Christians carry. And no matter what anyone decides, I want to be that invitation I wanted to, to be like to, to extend that invitation like I did to the nightlife, to, to life in, in Christ. And so I had a heart set on being a missionary, going overseas, evangelizing. But I also had this love for technology and I, I was in a uh, startup with my dad. I would actually sell some products online here and there, kind of sell a couple products. And, and uh, my dad and I were in a, a business together. And, uh, but I also... I, didn't, I wanted a sense of purpose for my work. I, I wanted to be a, a di, uh, like a digital missionary. I wanted to, because I was in the Bay Area, and I wanted to do something that had purpose, but that also aligned with, with technology. So I ended up as a, a digital missionary, and that's part of what I'm on today as a digital missionary here at Havenia, um, involved and, uh, and um, working toward promoting the gospel. So, sharing that good news. Thank you everyone for listening.